Welcome to the Powered With Love podcast, the podcast that brings to you what's working on the coalface from people within our community who are defying the odds. The podcast that gives you the ability to power your life with love. I'm the host, Stephen Cromedy, and let's get stuck into today's edition. It's fantastic to connect with you. I wish I could connect with you in person. Mm. But this is pretty cool. On the other side of the world, and here we are. Technology is incredible, isn't it? It is. And where are you? I'm in Australia. Mm. That's mm. what I thought. Yeah, I'm in the, the US, North Carolina. There you go. Now, I did a little bit of reading about you. Were you living in New York for a while? Well, I was living in Hawaii for a while. And then I flew from Hawaii to New York and had a minor stroke and ended up going through the past year of brain cancer and surgeries and mm. all that stuff. Yeah. What a journey. And I was looking at what you were doing in 2015. In 2015, you were already living a enlightened life, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, I was very lucky to be in a beautiful community in Hawaii, be surrounded by people who were doing lots of inner practices. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I was, I felt like I'd hardly begun whatever my life purpose is, but at the same time, it was uh, yeah, pretty amazing to live there. When did you, Ethan, <clears throat> when did you start discovering your life purpose? Mm-hmm. I feel like I always had a sense of it when I was a child, like deep in my heart that there was something special, but uh, there was always lots of stress. So basically I got stuck in this loop where I would know my passions and things I love, but then I had these inner critical voices in my head. And so this went on for many years, following my passions of yoga, of art, dance, of music, of offering coaching work. So I would do that for a while and then kind of just, there was always the, it was like unresolved traumas inside that would kind of, I would run away from those passions and then come back to them. This went on for years. So, um, but luckily over the past few years, I gained a level of integration and centeredness and connection with my life path. Mm. Um, and, and then I discovered the uh, brain cancer was kind of interesting timing. Um, so yeah, I feel like this is definitely part of my life path and it's an amazing, painful, like, very close to death situation that um, I feel like it's going to be transmuted into something beautiful. Like That's the sense I've had the whole time. Well, Ethan, it's going to be because of who you are as a person and the energy that you're putting out yourself. So what you're manifesting is absolutely incredible and will last all eternity. Ethan, I think we need to do something before we keep going. And what I think we need to do is we need to, I am embodied, <laughs> I am empowered and ecstatic. I am, I am. I am embodied. I am embodied. I am empowered. I am empowered. I am ecstatic. I am ecstatic. And how can you not have a sense of 
some sort of vibration in a positive manner when you're starting off your day in that manner. And that in itself, Ethan, has been a great lesson that you're teaching everyone as you're going through it, as you call it your journey, in setting yourself up on your own energy field every day. You know, something so simple, yet how many people don't even understand that's crucial in making sure that as a human, you're ready to go and function. When did you discover, when did you discover your unique vibration? Hmm. That's a good question. I, I would say, like I said, I, I felt it when I was very young, but then there was stress and trauma and like I basically was programmed to not remember it. And I was very depressed growing up. And one time I tried to kill myself and I ended up going to a mental hospital. Wow. And uh, so while in the hospital, my mom gave me a book called Meditation. So in the psychiatric hospital, that's where I taught myself meditation when I was 18. I'm 36 now. And then I think a week after I got out of the mental hospital 18 years ago, um, my mom scheduled a channeling session with this woman. Her name is Pat Rodegast. She used to travel around the world with, with Ram Dass. And she would channel this being that she called Emmanuel. And uh, so I had a session with her. And it was the most unbelievable thing because I was in New York and she was in a different state. But it was like she could see into my soul and my life path. And since that session 18 years ago, I began to feel what I call my unique vibration. It's like I feel it in the crown of my head, but it's throughout the whole body and it it's a vibration I felt a lot as a child. Sometimes I would just stand still like a frozen statue and just like stare at something and feel the energy. And I didn't realize it at the time, but it's kind of like deep meditation practices that I used to just do as a child. And um, so, yeah. Uh, oh, when did I first start feeling? Yeah. 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 When I was, uh, yeah, I guess when I was a child and um when I was 18. And then since 18, it was kind of a, that pattern I was describing about feeling it, expressing from it, but then old programs came in telling me that I'm not good enough. Uh, there's not enough time. I'm not safe here on this earth, all those old stories. And then over the past few years, working with the shamanic community, there was more happiness and integration than I felt in my whole life. And, and then the past year of brain cancer treatment. So it's, it just feels like it's all connected and it's, it's all leading towards my life purpose. And when you stop and think about it, every human experiences those same sensations that you're talking about, not feeling good enough, you know, all these limiting beliefs, which happen from experiences, happen from your childhood. And these are these limitations we, we, um, we pull on. And I think... The one thing we all strive to achieve, Ethan, is exactly where you're at right now. And, um, and what I wanted to ask you, with your unique vibration as opposed to purpose, what's the difference, in your opinion, between finding your unique vibration and discovering your purpose? Yeah, it's a good question. Well, I feel like they're directly connected. Like when we feel our unique vibration, when we're if we're doing things we love, if we're uh, 
just like in our element, I feel like we each feel a vibration inside and I call it my unique vibration. And then, um, I'm sorry, just a minute. No, thanks. Maybe later. Um, so like when we're feeling that vibration, then that is our life purpose. If you want to state it simply, our life purpose is to feel our unique vibration, to be in our unique flow state and to share that with others, which is our unique life purpose. Together, I call those the holy or my unique holy tri-state. Mm. So it's kind of a simple concept. Uh, another example would be um, uh, like, what's our life purpose to be in our unique flow state? And how do we do that? Each person has their own way of getting into their flow state, but it's, it's such a simple thing that often I think we, we miss out on. You could call it love, but I call it my unique flow state, which could be just doing your own, having your own experience or sharing it with others. Um, I'm sorry, what was your question again? No, no, you answered it perfectly. You answered it perfectly. And, you know, with me over here with what I've done and what, with what I've learned, it's, it's kind of like finding your God-given talent. And, and the way that you're articulating it is in such a manner that I guess what I'm hoping to do, Ethan, is from your teachings, from what you've learned and what you're experiencing, picking up what you're saying, is helping as many people as possible get to that place where you are right now with your unique flow, you know, and your unique vibration and getting in that level of appreciation that you have, Ethan. Ethan, here's what we're going to do again. Has that screen frozen? Can you hear me, Ethan? Hello? Can you hear me? I can now. Oh, okay, great. We lost each other. Yeah, then. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's such an important thing for children and adults to f be able to feel their unique vibration, like be able to activate their flow state at least once a day. I think is really helpful. So for me, those two things are di directly connected to our life purpose, um, and I think we've all felt it. So. That's, I'm trying to feel that while in the most pain I've ever felt in my whole life with the brain cancer and the left side of the body getting paralyzed. So maybe this is just God's plan for me to practice uh, these different um, tools that I'm, I'm sharing with you now. So maybe it's kind of like, uh, yeah, just my own personal training. And I think yeah. we're each going through something similar now in our own way in the world. And Together, we can help each other energetically. Like I'm trying to clear out past fears and stress and things in my lineage. And I think uh, a lot of people are doing that now and we're helping each other start from the frequency realm and then it's beautiful things will manifest in the 3D. Um, so that's what I've been going through with all these death pain experiences. Well, you know, and when you look at what you're saying and what you're wanting to express, you know, I was watching something that you put out there earlier, you know, talking about love, hope, strength, miracles, and that understanding that, you know, acting out of love, it's not always easy. 
it actually takes a, a severe amount of conscious effort. And when you look at what you're experiencing at the moment, Ethan, it's a miracle in itself that you're channeling what you are to constantly stay in that position of love. Because as you said, it's so much easier to come from a position of fear, which is the complete opposite, judgment, hate, blame. How do you control your conscious thoughts? You know, you've got consciously, you've got unconscious mind. But in order to get that unconscious mind functioning at the level that you are at the moment, it takes a lot of work, a lot of effort. What do you do? to constantly stay in that state of flow where you're in love, hope, strength and miracles, Ethan? Yeah. Well, for me, it goes back to what I call that unique vibration. So trying to connect with it all day long as much as I can. So that, that's been my practice for the past pretty much 18 years. And it took hours and hours of therapy and coaching and healing and stuff to stay connected to it. But now I feel like that's um, that's the most important thing to try to stay connected with it. And then um, basically staying connected with your intuition as much as possible. Um, I'm sorry, my head is hurting a lot and I forgot your question again. Can you, can you tell me quickly? Cause yeah, I'll say it quick to stay in a position of love rather than fear takes a lot of effort. How, oh, yeah. are you, how, how do you constantly stay there? Because that conscious mind takes a lot of work to control it. How do you do that, Ethan? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I feel like I've been preparing for the past 18 years, like I said. But now what I do all day long, because it's become like second nature, I try to feel that vibration. And sometimes there's unbearable pain where the painkillers don't even help. So then that becomes like my practice. Can I, can I feel that vibration even while in this pain? And then there's like a million other practices that I'm trying to do. I'm basically throwing everything I can at this brain cancer. So when I'm doing these other practices, for example, like taking a cold bath uh, for the immune system, then I try to stay connected with that vibration while in that space. And then if I'm speaking to my mom or someone else, I try to feel that vibration and then listen to what's happening. This is all day long. Um, in some ways, I prepared for it, but in some ways, I can't really, it's not really a way to prepare to have a massive tumor discovery and then all these no. things. So um, it's kind of like a gift from God, a painful gift from God that I'm <laughs> having all these painful experiences because even just lot or uh, like uh, practically speaking if you're experiencing extreme suffering and pain it's really easy to give up little addictions <laughs> so that's kind of what's been a blessing this past 12 months giving up different old fears or limiting beliefs mm. um, like spending a week in the hospital in extreme pain after surgery there wasn't time to distract myself <laughs> unbelievable absolutely unbelievable you refer to your mother a lot so you must pull a lot of strength from your mother yeah oh yeah definitely she's been very strong for me and 
just yeah, help immensely. Yeah, so I want to heal and be able to support her and help her how she's helped me. Has same your mother, too. have they shared the same spiritual journey as yourself, Ethan? Somewhat. Yeah, I definitely feel like our souls came together for a purpose to help each other. And yeah. How are you traveling right now whilst we're talking? Is this, is this difficult for you at the moment? Did you want to keep going? Oh, yeah, we can keep going. It's, it's difficult, but it's not dangerous pain. It's just bad pain. Okay. I'm just being Thank mindful you. of you, that's all. Ethan, I am embodied. Yeah. I am embodied. I, I am empowered. empowered. And ecstatic. <laughs> just as I am. Just as I am. <laughs> I read what I've witnessed with you. I have discovered Eckhart Tolle and obviously those teachings maybe five to ten years ago. And there's some words that you're saying that a lot of people maybe would not understand. And something that you've done is that you have said that, you know, this is God's plan, you, you know, you're preparing for this and you've talking about everything that you've manifested has brought you to this point. That complete acceptance as to where you are right now, how does a person arrive at that point in their life, Ethan? Because there would be so many people <clears throat> that if we can accept where we are, that in itself gives us, gives us almost superhuman abilities. How do we get to that point where you are today, Ethan? Complete acceptance for everything that's happening. Hmm. Well, it's helped me a lot to accept like two things: the if through pain or challenges, I try to try to be aware of them and then bring acceptance. But then also um, on the opposite end the inner gifts and the creativity and all the love that we each have in our hearts and all the, the gifts that we have to share with people, accepting them also <laughs> and like following those truths inside. So I found that to be most helpful to try to bring acceptance everywhere, like accept my beauty, accept all the love that I have to give to people and not hold it back. And then also the same thing, if there are any fears or uh, old stress still in my system, try to bring that same acceptance there. So that, that's been helpful for me. So, and you know, then, so not, not waiting until there's an extreme situation and then having to have acceptance, like just try to have it with everything. Yeah. Just have it right now. You know, yeah. just have it yeah. right now. And I think as human nature, we always wait until something's broken. You know, when someone work on their health, when they don't have health? When does someone work on their relationships when they don't have relationships? When does someone work on their finances when they don't have finances? And, you know, what you've just said, that complete acceptance and awareness and accepting of love and giving of love, you know, if you can do that when there isn't turmoil going on in your life, you're going to live a far more empowered life. Thank you so much for sharing that, Ethan. Mm. Ethan, do, do you believe that 
I wanted to get your theory on this. There's a, you know, disease. They say that disease is a state of dis-ease. What's your theory or your belief on that understanding of dis-ease, that what comes into our life has happened because we've been in a state of dis-ease at some point in our life? What's your theory? Yeah, um, well, I know for me, all of the childhood limiting beliefs and stress and toxins I put in my body, it was very clear that that was the cause of the, the brain tumor in the first place. Even though as a young adult, I had gotten into health and healing and all that, it just, it wasn't enough to uh, completely heal the brain tumor that had formed from when I was younger. So yeah, I, I, I it's hard to always say what's the primary cause, but there's always a connection between how we feel and our thoughts and then what manifests on the outside, which we might call dis-ease. Um, so I, I've definitely seen that um, there's always an energetic connection. You know, and you've, that understanding that our language determine how, de determines how we feel and those feelings affect these things that you call the vibration, it's a lot more powerful than what, you know, we've got Western medicine. Western medicine is about treating the disease. Mm -hmm. But when you talk about these level of teachings that you're talking about right now, we're talking about creating a state of energy that can, can put us in a permanent state that has less toxicities in our body, that has less acid in our body, has us more alkaline. What I want to ask you is there's lots of people out here that have, you know, in the world, we've got, we're living in a fast world. We've got our, we live in the past mentally. How do we control our language so we can feel better, which means we make better decisions? How do we do that? Is it meditation? What do we do? Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, one thing that's very simple is to, to practice doing that. For example, if there's a relationship issue with somebody, instead of speaking to them in person, you can sit in meditation, and like psychically communicate with them, or you can write down uh, things that you want to say to them. And then we could do the same thing internally too. It's like we have a community of relationships inside of our own mind. So I found one of the most helpful practices is communicating from who you are, your unique vibration, and communicate to that other part of you or that something on the outside. Because what's happening all day long, it's, I call it the passive machine mind. Some people call it the ego, but it's, it's that part of our mind that puts images and sounds and feelings and words into our consciousness, often it's done unconsciously. So the active machine mind is like when we want to think what's one plus eight, and then we say nine, that's, that's the active machine mind. Or when we consciously choose to say a phrase like I am embodied, I am empowered, I am ecstatic, that's the active machine mind. But the living mind is when we're in our flow state and we're in our zone and the passive machine mind is not really there. It's just intuition and you're using your own intelligence and you're connecting to a greater intelligence. So 
I think it's helpful for people to just practice a little bit each day, communicating to different people in your mind or communicating to God or communicating to different parts of yourself, almost like, like a meditation. So this way, all day long, we're going to be the ones who put the thoughts in our head. So it, it just takes a little bit of practice, but, and it could seem a little silly to communicate with that voice in our head that's a scared child and actually talk to it as if it's an invisible friend. It can seem kind of silly, but it's one of the most effective practices I've seen in psychotherapy. Some people call it parts work. Like you are at the center, you're the, you're the leader of the group, but there are many different parts in the group. And if we kind of separate them and communicate with them one-on-one, -on -one, eventually all of these separate voices, they'll all be in support of your unique vibration, your unique flow state, and your unique life purpose. Um, that's beautiful, Ethan. I, I absolutely love that. And that's going to help so many people. And I'm going to put some different words to that because everything that we do doesn't exist. We first have to think it, dream it, then we act it out. And mm. when I look at that level of explana that, that explanation that you've given, it's going to give someone the capability of understanding that, you know what, this is not a silly thought. This is actually what we do. Even this conversation that we're having, my thoughts are being manifested in my mind. Then I'm playing out those thoughts based on what I'm speaking. And we do that in everything that we do. So we're already role-playing with ourselves based on <laughs> how we go. We are. like we're all, Everything we do, we're having like a little role-play. We're already talking to ourselves. So if we're already talking to ourselves and we acknowledge that's how we communicate, that's how we play out, that's how I move my arms, is that, well, then if we control all of what we are, what we can do is we can have better control of those three states. And um, man, oh man, that, that was great teachings, Ethan. And one of the reasons I wanted to reach out to you is, number one, you said you want to do podcasts, but I just feel you've got so much to offer. And I'm looking at people that aren't in your situation or that other people that are in your situation and Wherever you are in life, I feel that it, the, 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 the number one thing we try and arrive at as a human is that sensation of being everything that I am. And the sooner you can discover it, the sooner you can live what some people call an empowered life. So thank you for sharing everything, particularly with everything you're experiencing at the moment. Ethan, you talk about we're living a story and embracing that story. And at the moment, this is your story, right? This is your story. You're living the story. And then what you're going to do is you're using your story. I want to ask you, how can we stand back and look at our story objectively so we can get the best from our story? Because I'm living the story right now. My story today is I'm connecting with Ethan. My story today is I've had things happen in my life. Everyone has. How can we stand back objectively to look at our story so we can use it 
in a manner like you are with yours right now? How do you do that? Well, it takes practice. I think that goes back to the acceptance, like accepting our own uh, traumas or fears, accepting all of those kind of human things. And then also, uh, yeah, bringing that acceptance to our inner gifts. So I think it can help. I think a friend told me recently, he's a healer. He said uh, that there's so much potential energy here with how much pain you're experiencing. So that instead of viewing it as pain, just view it as potential energy. And then I can choose to transmute it. It's easier said than done, but eventually things like it gets really beautiful and there's so much magic that can happen in our lives when we make a commitment to ourselves to use whatever situation we're in for higher levels of love in your own way. So in your mind, when you're using this for higher levels of love, are you using it for your mother, your father, for me, for the world? How are you channeling it? What's your purpose? What what is your unique vibration? What's your purpose, Ethan? <laughs> I want to ask that question. I haven't really thought about that. Uh, I mean, my purpose is to feel my unique vibration and express from that and, uh, yeah, and help other people do the same thing. Okay. And that, that, that involves, that could involve <laughs> so much. Well, I guess we could distill that down to the expression of love. Because that's what you're doing. Like when I look at what you're doing, it's just unconditional love. It's unconditional love for yourself. It's unconditional love for what's happening. And it's unconditional love for others. Yeah. And then noticing reactions inside when there's stress with certain people in the family or pain and, or the unknown or having a new tumor grow. And the left side of my body is becoming more paralyzed every few hours even as we speak. So yeah, trying to just bring love to it. And for me, it's my unique vibration. Even before language came in, I guess love is the closest word, but I feel like that word is very misunderstood and misused. So I like to call it my unique vibration. And uh, yeah, so it's pretty much full on. Like It's like monk, death, rebirth training that I'm going through. <laughs> It is very full on. And, um, you know, I had so many questions here that I wanted to ask you, but I also wanted you to flow where you wanted it to go as well. I want to ask you, um, you know, and I've tried to study this myself. I've, I've tried to look into it because we've got our own energy field, which is our soul. So we've got our soul purpose and we've got our body's purpose. You've spoken about that a little bit as well. When you look at your soul purpose, your body purpose, what's the difference between the two, Ethan? Mm. I feel like my soul purpose is connected with my soul family in the universe. And I'm here on this earth just for a short time. And my soul purpose is to bring that energy to the earth, like to bring heaven to earth. And my body's purpose has kind of been to I don't know. Well, and the first thing that came to me was to have experiences with other human beings 
and family and like allow that experience to be a tool for my soul. So I would say that's my body's purpose. What a great way to explain the two. And when you say your soul family, how do you define who or what your soul family is? Well, for one, it's different angel guides that I have. It's um, the shaman I've been studying with for many years and that community. So for me, that's a family I wasn't born into, but I feel like my soul has been connected with them for a long time. So would another way of saying it for people to understand it would be it's a connection with these people on an energy level, not a DNA level. Exactly. Like I feel like you are a soul family and that's part of how we connected so quickly. Mm. Yeah, It's crazy, isn't it? mm -hmm. Absolutely crazy. You're speaking with a lot of awareness and understanding and, you know, I've, I've been around not people in exactly your situation, but I've had family members, you know, and, and here's what, is so phenomenal within yourself, Ethan. You're speaking of awareness and understanding of your situation, yet at the same time, in the same sentence, coming from a position of hope, love, and desire to live, but without an emotional attachment to either. How are you in that place? How do you keep yourself there? I think the training over the past many years and help from other people, but eventually this has just been so intense nonstop for 12 months. Even if I acted with as much integrity, even if I did everything as best as I could, still there was one thing after the other happening, surgery and then head infections and a new tumor growing and so much. So I was kind of forced to just... um, just develop deeper presence. For example, there have been many moments where I feel like I'm in a dark black hole of pain that's inescapable. And if I try to resist it, it'll cause even more pain. So I've kind of been forced to, um, to have a different type of presence um, with, with all of the pain and the unknowns and the variables. And yeah. So your human body because you come across enlightened. Your human body does experience human thoughts where momentarily you do end up in a dark place. You do end up in dark moments. That does happen to E3. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten better at allowing myself to feel it without getting stuck in it and creating stories. Um, But, yeah, often especially even on a human level, like having to think about leaving this body while my parents are still in their body. I guess that wasn't my ego's plan. It was to heal and be able to uh, assist them in ways that they've assisted me. So, um, Ethan, Ethan. Oh yeah. So sorry. There (laughs) there are the, uh, the, the, the pain and the fears, but they're not lasting as long and they don't have as much control over me. And I'm grateful that I can 
sincerely say I, I'm happy and I feel good in my life. It's not yeah. easy at all, but that's how I feel. So I try to keep on coming back to that as a practice. Um, yeah. You know, and um, it's just truly remarkable. And you've got so many gifts to offer to others, um, to your family, to the world. And it's just so very brave of you even to do this, you know, it, to reach out to you seemed natural to me because I could see how much you have to offer everyone. And um, I, I feel so blessed that you've, uh, you've allowed me to interview you today, Ethan. I truly do. And I wish you so much love and so much hope. And, but I wish it for you under your terms. I don't want to manifest it into being what I want it to be for you. Um, you know, I, I, I want you to, um, to get what it is that you need. With food, I know that you have a great belief that food is energy and that food not only is energy, but it can impact on how we feel. With what you're going through at the net, you know, with what you're going through now, what's your beliefs with food and with the energy that food creates for us? Is that belief still in place? Yeah, yeah, definitely, especially for the energy of the food and the, uh, the relationship between the food and what my body is going through, yeah. So at the moment, you're using, you know, um, an alkaline approach and uh, an alkalinity. I've also done some research myself many years ago about energy giving off a vibration, and they actually record it in megahertz. And, um, and these megahertz, the energy within our food, I'll give you an example. So someone goes and has a Big Mac and Coke, that has a negative effect. That actually detracts from our body. Whereas say someone goes and eats almonds, almonds, the megahertz or the vibrations or the energy within that, those, uh, that, that food is on a severe level. And what, these, what this energy does, it goes into our organs and it fuels our organs. And I think that the way that we live with our diet or lack thereof it's having a bigger impact on our feelings and on how we treat each other, not just our health. What's your opinion on <clears throat> that observation? Yeah, I feel like the food can support our unique vibration or it can block it from expressing as freely. I think it's important to try not to hurt other beings and the planet. But other than that, I think the, the main point in anything we put in our body, does it support our unique vibration? Do we feel it more? Or does it kind of suppress it and block it? It's especially with diet. Like, mm. So there's not one diet for everyone because we each have a unique vibration. But I think that's sometimes a thing we forget about, um, especially people who are into health can forget about that the food is more than just even minerals and vitamins and things like that, but specifically, how does it support your soul's purpose? Mm. Yeah, it's a great, great way to look at it. How important 
is judgment in our life? Is judgment, is judgment there to support and help or could judgment be detrimental to who we are? Mm. I think sometimes when we say judgment, means like awareness of something and then reacting right away. But if we have awareness of something and then we could go back to what I, we were talking about with the conversations with those inner voices. So if we can be aware of something and then instantly, like it happens so quick, but if we can practice being aware of those inner voices after the observation, I think that makes a huge difference. And then we have more compassion and less judgment for ourselves and for other people. Um, so yeah, the ju judgment, uh, I, I don't think most of us inherently have it as children. I think often we learn it. Mm. And it's with that level of understanding of relearning how to use it. And that's why I asked that question because I could only imagine, see, in order to uh, identify if something's good, not good, safe, not safe, we need to come from a position of judgment. But then how do we use that judgment in a way that's positive to who we are, positive to our unique vibration, our unique flow? How do we use that in a positive manner? And you've just answered that beautifully. Ethan, to live the best version of yourself, I think you've answered that many times throughout our time we're spending together. But what I, what I truly believe, I believe everything that you're talking about now at some point as a child, we've got all these things handled. And then some point through our childhood, we're altered. So I think when we're children, we kind of know what our unique flow is. We, we, um, we know what our, or we're connected with our unique flow we have our unique vibration. We've got these things handled because when you're a child and you're playing, when you're a little child, the only thing you want to do is feel happy. The only yeah. thing you want to do is, you know, embrace every sensation, every feeling with no judgment. We don't look at someone and call them fat. We don't look at someone and call them disabled. We don't look at something and refer to its color. We're taught these things. And I think what you've provided today are brilliant tools to reconnect with someone's inner child, which could be called unique flow, unique vibration, and life's purpose. Would you agree with that observation, Ethan? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. And Ethan. maybe I, I think also uh, collectively this is happening in communities in the world. It's like you could say we're all just a bunch of little children <laughs> in adult bodies and situations and relationships. But uh, especially in the West, we haven't really acknowledged that part of who we are. Mm -hmm. But it's, it, it's ruining things when these fearful children are not uh, misusing power and things like that. So, um, yeah, we have a chance to, like, love each other's inner child. <laughs> yeah, get back we do. to that space. And, and that's, like, that's where the real power is, I think, in that innocence and that, that connection with creativity and intuition and all of that. Absolutely. Well, Ethan, I want to thank you so much for connecting with me today. I hope that I've done your knowledge and what you have justice and 
that you're getting out the messages that you want to get out? Was there anything else that you wanted to share today, Ethan? Any thoughts that you had that you would like to share? Hmm. Well, it's like now is the time for all of us. And we can each do our own part. And our part does make a difference, even if no one sees it. Energetically, we are connected and we're, we're supporting each other energetically. So I'm doing my best to bear my own cross, you could say. Um, but I think it's going to be very, very exciting, the amount of beauty we can create together. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful for your time. I just got goosebumps because, you know, people talk about being present. They talk about the power of now. And that's exactly what you're talking about, the complete awareness and being the best as you are now. And... Um, it doesn't really matter what someone wants to achieve in life, more health, more love, more happiness, more finances, unless you're connected with your true self, with that full sense of awareness, embracing everything that's happening right now, you're never going to experience being the best version of yourself. Ethan, I'm embodied. I am empowered. Empowered. I am ecstatic. ecstatic. Just as I am. Just as I am, just as the situation is. Exactly. Ethan, thank you so much for helping improve the world, give people the tools that they need to live an empowered life. You truly are a remarkable person. I wish I could reach out and grab you and embrace you. And I feel so fortunate to have been able to connect with you. And I wish you hope, love, happiness in whatever form it comes in. You truly you. are a beautiful, beautiful human and soul. As are you. Thank you. Ethan. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, let's be in touch. Absolutely. This won't be our last connection. And let's get in and let's see if we can make a difference in the world together, hey? Mm. Sounds beautiful. Say hello to your beautiful and, pet. And for, the, and, and for that to happen, I will have to stay in this body. So it's, it's a plan. It's a deal. Okay. Well, that's a little deal that we've just made with each other, okay? So okay. say hello to those beautiful parents. And I will. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that you can get through your evening because it's your evening over there as best as you possibly can and i hope this has somehow so helped you it has i appreciate it thank you ethan yeah, thank you see you god bye. bless you bye if you like what you've heard today remember to subscribe and rate us on itunes if you discovered us on youtube Remember, hit that bell so you can be notified when these new episodes become available. Leave a comment and we look forward to bringing you the latest material that's going to power your life with love.